Welcome back, writers. On episode 26, I continue sharing my origin story. And if you stick around till the end, you'll hear from Sherry all about her biggest obstacle and how she's overcoming it. And from James, who is turning his experiences with PTSD into a successful book series. Welcome to the Writer's Way podcast, where we celebrate writers who have completed their books and inspire writers who haven't. Join Lori and her guests as they talk about writing, books, and life in between chapters. Welcome, writers. So as a quick recap, if you listened or didn't listen to the last episode, number 25, I shared with you how I started. I started as a teacher. I was inspired by my students and the need that I saw in the world. I went home one day and wrote the book and then had no idea what to do with it. It sat in my computer for... 10 years about until I joined an online membership group for mamas to get our mojo back. And it was surprising. I never expected to feel that encouragement and support from an online community. That was my first experience really in online learning, in giving somebody money over the internet. (laughs) That was weird for me at the time. Um, but, But that's how it started. And Through the encouragement of those ladies, I ended up moving forward. I accomplished my goal. I published my book. It was for sale on Amazon September of 2016. And my mom bought a copy. My sister bought a copy. Of course, my best friends bought a copy. But many people had supported me in the Kickstarter, (laughs) which was fantastic. Remember to let me know if you want to hear more about Kickstarters and crowdfunding campaigns in general and how they work and what it even means. But um, so there I was. It was September. I published my book and sold a handful of copies and then sales really flatlined. And I just figured that was how it went. I figured, well, you know, I I crossed that item off my bucket list and there's 8 million books for sale on Amazon. And so this tells me where my book sits (laughs) in relation to 8 million other books, which was not high up. And I moved on, really. I thought that, I really did think that that was it. So for about six months, I concentrated instead on speaking engagements. I did a TEDx talk about children in the wild and how they need to be more free, less scheduled. I spoke at a few teachers' conferences that year because it was my hope that I could help teachers learn to identify anxiety in children and then handle it. And um, I encouraged them just to assume that all the kids needed this little bit of emotional stability and support in the classroom. And I really enjoyed that. I focused my time and my energy on that mission that I have of empowering children and helping them realize that they're capable human beings. And I joined a bunch of Facebook groups. And the best Facebook group that I found is called 20 Books to 50K. It's so popular. It's so helpful. It's life-changing, this Facebook group, which sounds so silly to say. I mean, it's a Facebook group. But there's about 30,000 people, I think, in it right now. So I am not the only one who has found it life-changing. And people talk about it all the time, and more and more people join it. But I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're heading off to join that group, please, for the love... Read the pinned post, the pinned post, (laughs) read the pinned post. It's 
I think it's called the all-star thread. Just going through that thread will take you weeks of your life, but you will learn more from reading those posts and um, and just there at the all-star thread. You'll learn more than if you were to, you know, read books upon books upon books from the library, from Amazon. All the people who are anybody who are writing books on self-publishing are in that group and they're sharing their knowledge. So, I encourage you just to to go in and just read the things. I think that they have it set so you can't actually even make a post for your first month because what was happening is people were going in and they were making posts like, hey, I've written a book. How do I self-publish? You know, or is this book idea any good? And it's, it just wasn't beneficial for 30,000 members of the group. And so they have strict um, moral compasses in that group, but it's fantastic and well worth being a part of, in my opinion. So what I did, because remember, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have, I think, like a two-year-old at that time, two, five, and eight-year-old. Not a lot of extra time. I would go to bed at night after the kids did, but like so many people, um, I'm horrible, and I look at my phone as I'm falling asleep. So I would pull up Facebook and scroll through a little bit, but at this time of my life, I would read these posts, and I would read them for hours in bed on my phone. (laughs) It's like that quiet time Um, I used to spend maybe watching TV, and now I spent on Facebook in this one particular group. And I just soaked in. I consumed everything that I could possibly consume about book sales, and I learned a ton. And now there's not a lot of people in that group writing children's books, So I had to take it and tweak the information to make it work for me, but that's exactly what I did. I found a gentleman by the name, I didn't find him, Uh, he was in there and I learned from him and he is a data geek, he loves data. I should have Brian on the podcast, write me a comment or uh, let me know somehow if you think I should ask Brian if he could come on and talk about data. He's a math guy and so he loves numbers. And what he started to share about was Amazon ads. Now, Amazon's number one priority is the reader experience, but they show ads to people in such a seamless way, you almost don't realize that they're ads. And three years ago, there wasn't that many people using them. And then Brian started talking about them, and then everybody started talking about them, and we started realizing that they really did work. So what I did was I started learning from Brian. At first, I thought, no, I don't need to run ads, and you know I can only run them to an ebook at the time, and kids don't read ebooks. <laughs> I had a lot of preconceived ideas that uh, were proved wrong, and continue to be proven wrong. So now I just try to really go through this whole journey with an open mind. But anyway, I I learned from Brian. I started running ads, and what happened? My book started to sell. It was incredible. It started to sell five copies a day, and then quickly, 10 copies a day, and then quickly, 50 copies a day. It was mind-blowing. My husband is slightly suspicious, let's say, and so at the time, he kept saying things like, well, you know, what does Amazon have to get from this? Like, what's the catch here? You know, what's the the downside? Well, Amazon makes money on your books. When you self-publish on Amazon, they take 30%, and you pay them to show your ads, so they They are earning money um, selling our books, but we are earning at the same time. So just for people starting out, if you've already published and you're in this same predicament as me, what you're going to find is you're spending money on your ads 
but you don't get your royalties from Amazon for 60 days. And so there's this period of time, usually about two months, where you are in debt, unless you have you know, money saved. I did not. I had no money. I had to go to the bank and take a line of credit to pay for my Amazon ads. But I could see my sales. I knew the money was coming. I just knew it wasn't coming for two months. And so for that two months, it was a really um, tight, tight time period for money. But it was incredible because I realized um, my book was actually good. My book was being sought after. My book was, the topic was being Googled and and searched for on Amazon. And then my book was being found and purchased. And then the reviews started coming. And people liked it. They really liked it. <laughs> it's quite a feeling. I can't even share with you the feeling of getting random unsolicited messages by email or on Facebook or reviews that say your book has been so useful for my child or in my classroom or in my counseling practice. It's really, um, it's really a fantastic heartwarming feeling. And after spending, you know, at this point close to 12 years thinking, is my book garbage? Is it not garbage? Is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? It's just such a vulnerable time and you're never sure, um, you know, if it's going to do well or not do well. And so to have that reinforcement from people, that validation, and it's not people that I knew at this point, (laughs) right? It's people that uh, don't know me, aren't related to me. They have no obligation to be nice to me. And those are the the real heartfelt reviews that come in and, and validate your book idea. So that's pretty much my story. That was two years ago, and my books have continued to sell. And because I loved the process, and I still had this mission of empowering children, I continued to write books in the Mindful Mantra series. So I did some girl books and some boy books and some different mantras because different kids struggle with different things. Sometimes it's, I'm not going to try anything new because... I don't know what will happen. I don't know how I will feel. I don't know what the consequence will be, you know, internally or externally. So I did things like I will try. I will be okay. I believe in myself. I'm proud of myself. There's seven books in the series. Um, the eighth one right now, the proof is sitting on my countertop looking at me. So I guess there's eight in the series, but the eighth is not yet published. Um, so I just kept on writing. And then something else happened. Once people found out that I had written a book and gone through the process and was selling some books. I started getting a lot of messages, uh, mostly Facebook messages, saying, Hey, I saw what you did. Can I I take you for coffee and pick your brain? Or or just can I pick your brain? Can I ask you a few questions? Like lots of messages, multiple messages each week. And after writing so many books um, and still having the kids at home, I just didn't have very much time. I still, my time is very limited and it... You know, I hate even saying that because I'm just falling into the the societal trap of busy, busy, busy. But here's the thing. I love what I'm doing. So even now I work Monday to Friday and then I say I'm not going to work on the weekends. I'm going to spend the time with the family. And you know how there's like an hour on a Saturday where everybody just goes to their own corner of the house and they read or they play or whatnot. What do I do? I open my computer. (laughs) I do social media posts or I write books or I check in with people um, in my courses because I love what I do so much I can't stay away. It might be a problem, I don't know. 
I started getting all these messages from people about how did you do it? Because I want to do it too. Basically, was what the what it boiled down to. How did how did you do this? How did you accomplish this? And so I realized, you know, people need some guidance, and I don't have the time to help hundreds of people, you know, just through Facebook Messenger or whatnot. And really, I am a teacher at heart. I couldn't stop teaching, and so I started with an on or a in person, like in my town workshop here, and just a handful of people took that workshop. I think five. They were all inspired. They all went away. They all hired illustrators, and two of them are actually, actually three of them have multiple books. Like I'm talking four or five or six, I think, and they are bestsellers as well. They were inspired by how easy it was compared to what they had built it up to be in their minds. They were inspired by uh, the lack of barriers when you do it yourself. They were inspired by the fact that my books were actually selling and it was a viable source of income for me to add into my to my family's income. And they, they liked all of that. And so they are all doing so well. I, I've interviewed uh, two out of three of them on the podcast and the third I think is going to come on. Jackie, if you're listening, Jackie's going to come on um, just to talk to me soon, I think. Right, Jackie? Um, yeah, so I started off you know, in person. But here's the thing about people these days. They don't want to leave their house. Like me and like you, everybody's so busy. Um, And so they really need it to be more accessible, even if it's in town and it's a five-minute drive away. They need things to be more accessible. So what I did was I put together some courses for people online so that you can access them on your own terms, at your own time, at your own leisure, you know, on just the weekends if you have weekends free or in coming up this summer, summer of 2019, I'm going to offer my how to self-publish a children's book course just to teachers because teachers have no time. I've actually gotten a few messages from people who said, I'm a teacher, I cannot do it during the year, but I can do it during the summer. And so I really wrestled with that one because my kids obviously are off during the summer. But if I limit it to only teachers, um, I think that we can make a good go of it and and get it done and it won't be too taxing for me or for them is my goal. So what I have now for you is I have little sound bites from two people. So I have a lot of contacts now. I'm in a lot of Facebook groups with writers at different stages of their journeys. And so there's the first one from Sherry. Sherry has a physical disability, and so she shares about that as an obstacle and how she overcomes it. And then we're going to hear from James, who was in Iraq, I believe he says, and he's had PTSD. And he was already an author, but he decided to turn these experiences that he's having with PTSD into a successful book series. And I wanted to share about his story because you have to realize that your stories, your experiences, your life, that's all fodder for books, right? And it's needed in the world. So don't let anything stop you if um, if writing a book is what you want to do. So thanks to Sherry and James for sharing with us. And here we go, and let's listen to them. This is Sherry Howard, and I write for children, both fiction and nonfiction. My biggest obstacle has been a physical disability that creates a lot of limitations. I've worked around this by using adaptive writing techniques, being selective about live events, and being honest with people about my limitations. 
Hello, Lori. My name is James Rizone. I co-write with my wife, Miranda Watson. We tend to write military uh, fiction thrillers. However, after working with uh, my counselor at the VA, uh, she suggested that I take a look at writing a kid's book that specifically talks about PTSD with their parents. And when we looked online to do a little research on this, we discovered that there really isn't any books that are written to talk to children about their parents who are struggling with PTSD. And so we decided to take on that challenge and write our first book in that line called My Daddy Has PTSD, which help ex helps to explain some of the challenges of that to his daughter. Our next goal is to write one about a mom talking with her son about that. And then we're going to do an aunt and an uncle and a grandpa. And then we're going to uh, move into doing a line for police officers and paramedics and EMTs. Uh, because this is a, a serious challenge in our society is dealing with post-traumatic stress. How do we deal with that? And it's really affecting the kids the, the most, though. And no, no one's really addressing that as far as authors when it comes to creating children's books. And while we don't typically write kids' books, we write military fiction thrillers and spy thrillers, we saw this as a need and a gap that wasn't being filled, and we're now moving to fill that particular gap. So a little background on my wife and I. Um, I was served in the military for 10 years, worked another eight more as a DOD contractor. Spent three and a half years in Iraq, so I have a bit of experience uh, with PTSD as well as working in that field in the military and serving in a conflict conflict zone. My uh, wife was a nurse by trade. Uh, she also has an MBA. I have an MBA as well as a master's of science from Oxford. So we're pretty educated when it comes to uh, our our academic backgrounds. Uh, we decided to get into writing. Um, more by chance. I started writing originally as PTSD therapy. It's when it turned into my first book, Interview with the Terrors, which is uh, based on my experiences working as a military interrogator in Iraq. And then it just turned into a, a hobby where I was just writing for fun. And I looked around and there was a lot of books out there that I liked reading, but there wasn't books about some of the subjects I liked to, to read about. There weren't many of them. And so we started creating books in that genre, kind of like Clancy's Red Storm Rising, where you have really big, big battles versus, you know, tanks versus tanks and, you know, just large scale wars, conflicts like that. Because most of the books written in that genre are typically special forces and Navy SEALs. And it's all going after Islamic extremists. And, you know, that's just not the wars of the future. The wars of the future are going to be big wars between the United States and China and Russia and NATO and things along those lines. And there really aren't authors who are writing that kind of book. Uh, so we, again, found a gap in the marketplace and we started filling that gap. We've managed to go from, you know, selling where our first year hitting in the 20,000 range to nearly 300,000 three years later. So we've gone a long way as a self-published author and really figured out how to do the digital market marketing as well as just finding where are gaps in the marketplace? What's what are authors writing about? What are they not writing about? And what does the reader want to read about? 
And that's what we've just been kind of going after. What I'm hoping you got from listening to those two authors is that for the most part, indie authors are just very down to earth, regular, normal people, just like you. And the only difference really is that we set ourselves a goal and we carried through with it. We got over those feelings of vulnerability. We got over any obstacles we had and we got our books out into the world. So thank you so much again, Sherry and James. I appreciate you lending me your voice to share your experiences. And I would like to say thank you to everybody listening. I appreciate you. And I am ever so grateful that you take the time to listen to me talk to myself (laughs) for hours on hours on hours. No, not really. If you are going to come back to the next episode, I would love to have you. When I talk to people about their obstacles, I got an overwhelming amount of the same response, the same obstacle, and I'm going to share that on the next episode of The Writer's Way. You've been listening to The Writer's Way podcast. For show notes, links to guests' information, and to learn more about The Writer's Way, check out lauriwriter.com. Until next week, enjoy this chapter of your life.